Hello, everybody. It is I, Austin Goodman, on the microphone today. I am the voice inside your head right now. I am your conscious. I am the one that is telling you who to root for. Whisper, whisper, nudge, nudge, Team Sweden. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys, but I am the host of Octobi Hockey Town, and this is another special Olympic edition where we still have so much to talk about when it comes to women's and men's ice hockey. The women's gold medal hockey game came down to the wire when Canada flipped the switch on the United States, taking a 2-0 deficit in favor of the U.S., and coming back to send the game into overtime, where they eventually went on to win with a goal on the power play in overtime. The same fate came for the USA in men's hockey when Finland slaughtered the United States in a bronze medal game of epic proportions, but not in a good way for the United States. They lost that game 5 to nothing. To the Finnish Olympians, the U.S. could not find the scoreboard pass. Boston Bruins netminder and Finnish Olympian bronze medalist Tuka Rask. The Swedes and the Canadians will face off tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. for what is sure to be a phenomenal gold medal game. I'll give my prediction on the game and what each team will have to do for their respective teams to take home that gold medal. We might even bring Anthony Serafino in talk to by Hockey Town today to talk about his view on who is going to win this big gold medal game. We'll be talking about all of this and so much more on today's edition of Octopi Hockey. So I want to talk about what I had before this game and what I had after this game. And I, the specific game that I'm talking about is the women's gold medal game, the Canada versus USA gold medal game. Canada wins it 3-2. to two. Me personally, I had the United States winning this game all the way. The United States have shown fire, they have shown depth, they have shown strength, and strong goaltending throughout the entire tournament. And it just goes to show with the outcome of this game how easy it is to lose a lead on the biggest stage of them, of them all and basically cry yourself home. All the United States Olympic women that were getting their silver medals were bawling their eyes out when they saw the Canadians getting what was theirs. Canada scored two goals in the final four minutes of regulation. Mary Philip Poland in overtime also got that shocking goal over the United States. The U.S. led two to nothing and had an empty net chance, but they missed it. And that third period during the heartbreaker was really, really rough to see for the United States women. The first period ended without a puck finding that net. And you know what? That's very unlike the United States. The United States women this year have found a way to score their snipers. They can get into the zone, and they can make sure that they are productive in that zone. In this game against Canada, for all the gold, they couldn't pull it off. It was an 11-9 shot margin after the first period. It was pretty even, though, you know, between both of the sides there. Um... But, you know, it, it comes, it really is a game of inches. And uh, that, I, I love preaching it because this is a perfect example. Canada should not have gone home with that gold medal. The U.S. women feel robbed. Me personally, as a fan, and of course, born here in the United States, I feel robbed of a gold medal. You know, Canada controlled the first half of the second period. You know, there was a lot of tension between these two teams. It, it was basically, it came down to the fact 
that the United States had to basically battle themselves to be able to control and finish the game and be able to take home the gold. And unfortunately, they lost control and they lost all, they failed on all areas that you have to execute, both in the neutral zone and in your defensive zone when you're playing with a lead, a 2 nothing lead, and that's the worst lead in hockey to have. In fact, 3-1 to one is the worst lead in hockey to have, but to a, a two-goal spread can easily turn into that one-goal spread where your back is against the wall and you need to keep that lead, and the Americans could not do it. You know, Canada was able to cut back one with just over three minutes left in the second. Brianna Jenner made a nice play to cut toward the front of the net, and her shot seemed a little bit deflected, you know, from Casey Bellamy before it did find its way into the net. I mean, that was just one. The second one, the second one really hurt. The 55 seconds left in the game. 55 seconds left in the game after the U.S. had just clanked that third period empty net goal off of the post they could have sealed the gold instead the game was tied up it was taken into overtime where I said earlier Mary Phillip Pullen on the power play for the Canadians took that gold medal and took it right on home you know that, that that's a rough loss the United States women are never going to forget that loss in the history of United States women's ice hockey quite frankly it's sad it's almost it's of course not on the same level and I would never put this on the same level but it's just a comparison it's you know almost like you know the the Russians losing to the Americans in 1980 during the miracle game you know when all those college students got to live the dream and the Russians who you know had won gold for so many years in a row lost to this group of children but that group of children set out a goal. They set out to win the gold, and so did this Canadian team. The Canadian team tried and tried and tried the entire tournament to prove themselves worthy to the rest of the public. And everybody was, oh, United States, United States. You know, there are a few people that backed up Canada, but Canada proved everybody wrong and took first place. And in that bronze slot, Switzerland, they got that bronze medal, and they're taking it home. They're real happy about that. The men's couldn't duplicate that, but, you know. It's all right. And that's a perfect transition here because I do want to talk about this men's bronze medal game. The USA versus Finland. And Finland wins 5 to nothing, And clearly, they had a huge boost from this Boston Bruins goaltender in Tuka Rask. He stopped all 27, goal, all 27 shots. Sorry, not goals. But he got that shutout, and that is the most important thing. Timu Sulani is still getting on that scoreboard. He is the all-time leading scorer in Olympic play. He added another one, and he got them started in that first period. First period, putting up, putting him up one to nothing. He opened the scoring with pretty much a Timu Sulani. In my eyes, is probably the most respected player left in the NHL, simply because of his accomplishments, both in the NHL. And worldwide, everybody sees Timu Solani on the biggest stage of them all, putting it out there for those fins, and he really, really did it this time. I mean, they were quite energized. I mean, Timu Solani really, you know, he fueled the fire for the Finnish team. You know, UC Okanen took advantage of 
basically America not being able to hold up on the defensive end, and, you know, he made it two to nothing. Basically, what happened in this game is the United States shut down after they felt from Tuka Rask that they couldn't catch a break. Patrick Kane had two solid opportunities on penalty shots and got robbed both times. And the second time, he wasn't even robbed by the goaltender. He was robbed by a post. Clank. Right off the post. Right back home to the United States. And without a medal around your neck. That is failing on the biggest stage of them all. The United States team, we were talking about them on the pack. Which, if you want to check out the pack, every Monday, 7 to 8 p.m. on WDBM East Lansing, 88.9 FM. Like I said, 7 to 8 p.m. on Mondays. We debate all sports nationally, all sports locally, more specifically MSU sports. We're always talking about that. We got a beautiful basketball team, a Rose Bowl championship football team. Got to give out to give a shout out to my Spartan dogs. They put on a performance. But let's get back to what I was saying before. Love getting off track here. That UC Okanagan goal really gave a boost and you know made it two to nothing. The United States, quite frankly, could not get. I mean, they couldn't get anything. They they hit the post like six times before the end of the second period. You know, that in an average game, three out of those six could potentially go in. And, you know, the game is a completely different story. The Finns wouldn't have Solani on the ice for four years after this one. But he got his bronze medal. And Rask is going to continue to improve. And those youngsters like Granlin and Barkov, you know, they are really, really destined to skyrocket when it comes to both the Olympics and the NHL. I mean, quite frankly, it's an elite country for hockey. In my eyes, I, I believe that the United States and that Sweden and Canada, all three of them trump Finland when it comes to hockey simply based on the talent of the individual players that were on the ice but it is not a one-man show out there and unfortunately that was proved in the United States you know throughout this entire tournament they looked cohesive they looked good in this game specifically you know after losing to Canada one nothing and getting shut out they got shut out once again and you know they lost they lost a medal opportunity and the only people that can be blamed are those players on the ice for the United States that just couldn't pull together more specifically i would you know start to point fingers at the captain Zach Parise you know he really couldn't get it together this tournament you know he he wasn't even on the on the point leaders list you know i, I mean when you're going into the olympics you need to be getting points if you were the captain Henrik Zetterberg played in one game. He had one goal and one assist. You know, that's productivity out of your captain. And, you know, the United States couldn't look for that. Phil Kessel was the one, you know, that was getting most of the points for the United States. And, you know, I got to give a hand to Phil Kessel. He really had an amazing tournament with five goals and three assists, you know, eight points on that tournament. And he is looking great for Toronto. It scares me personally as a Red Wings fan because, quite frankly, what do you do when you have such a dominating forward going against your Red Wings squad and you're trying to make the playoffs? Oh, and a little hint, Henrik Zetterberg is out for the rest of the season. I'm sorry, hockey fans. He is done. It's a very sad day in hockey town, but the Red Wings will have to move on. Phil Kessel is going to keep playing up to his par, and we are going to have to watch the Detroit Red Wings figure out how they're going to compete against the elite, just so many elite players in the Atlantic and the Eastern. 
honestly, so many elite players. You know, Tuka Rask, Phil Kessel, I've already, I've already spoken about them. They're both in the Eastern Conference. Tuka for Boston, Phil for Toronto. Both of those players are truly incredible players, and the Red Wings need to pull it together to be able to compete against players like that. You know, so, but enough is enough. I mean, the United States have lost. They're not contending for gold. They did not get a medal. You know, the women's USA team still took silver. They looked great. Shout out to them. You know, this men's USA hockey team, they have things to look forward to. They have a young team. You know, Jonathan Quick is young. Patrick Kane is young. It's really disappointing to me to see the United States lose before it was their time to lose. You know, I, don't, I personally do not believe that Canada is a better team than America. And I do not. I also do not believe that Canada is a better team for Sweet than Sweden. And I think that gives us the perfect segue into our second segment of Octopi Hockey Town, the gold medal game preview. And I just want to talk a little bit of the keys on both ends for each of these teams, Sweden and Canada, the two teams that are competing for gold in 2014 Sochi Olympic Games. And I want to start with Sweden. And there's two reasons why I want to start with Sweden. One, because they have the most Detroit Red Wings on that team. And I would love for them to win a gold medal this season. And it would also boost the confidence of those players to be able to come back to Detroit and play just like they did in the Olympic tournament and hopefully steal a playoff spot. And by that time, fans, we are hoping to see Henrik Zetterberg back on the ice but you never know with that Detroit Red Wings club, and they want to be able to ensure that Zetterberg will be able to be back on the ice. A little bit more information on that before I jump into this gold medal preview game. Um, you know, Zetterberg has his second herniated disc of the year. It's 10 times worse than it was before. Uh, he can barely move. Uh, no chance he's going to be able to play hockey for, you know, at least a month. Um, and, and that's just basic hockey, getting the skates on your feet and skating. Her getting a herniated disc in your back is one of the worst injuries that you can have in hockey, and that's a promise. I have a buddy, you know, I think I've said this on the on either the Pact or on Octopi before, but I have a buddy, he had two, two herniated discs in the year, and he is 20 years old, and he can never play hockey again. Henrik Zetterberg, he is getting old, folks, and he honestly, I don't know how much hockey Henrik Zetterberg has left in him. Unfortunately, he is 33 years old. You know, my buddy's 20. Henrik Zetterberg would have so much more time left in him if this back wasn't just causing him so many issues, and it's not just this season. It's been for a long time, guys. Henrik Zetterberg has dealt with back issues for his entire career. But, you know, for Sweden in the 2018 Olympic Winter Olympic Games and for the Red Wings right now, you would love to see Henrik Zetterberg come back with a quick, speedy, and healthy recovery. But I want to preview this big gold medal game, and it's going to face off against Sweden and Canada. And 
Unfortunately, I'm a little bit upset about that. I would have loved to see the USA in this game. But we got a 7 a.m. start here, you know, between these Canadians and these Swedens. That is Eastern time. So you're going to have to get up a little bit early if you want to watch this gold medal game. I don't know how many Americans are going to really want to get up and watch Canada compete for the gold. But I know I'm going to be awake. And we are going to watch that game. And we are going to watch it closely. And I'm going to tell you why I'm watching it closely. Because I feel as though this Sweden team has what it takes to win the gold and you know we're gonna bring anthony serafino here in a little bit at the end of my little spiel and we're gonna get his take on all this um in the next segment here on octopi hockey town you know after we preview this gold medal game you know we're gonna give a little bit of prediction i want to pick you know anthony's brain a little bit fino's brain see what he's got see what he's got up there those those hockey smarts and we'll see if he has Sweden or Canada and also maybe a little bit of what he thought about that USA Finland game anyway like I said quick goal scoring on the power play for Sweden they've done it all tournament they're going to keep doing it that is their niche they get on that power play they make you make mistakes and they make you pay for them Henrik Lundqvist needs to give the same stuff that he has the entire tournament he has a tendency of losing his mind if he lets in an easy goal and that just can't happen against these canadians they do smell the fear and Sidney crosby i think he is in the starting gates because he needs some points here i don't know i don't want to say it but you know he might be the hero guys and i really really hope that lungquist can prevent that he has a 1.20 goals against average, and the Canadians can't score very well against poor goaltenders. They're going to have a little bit of trouble against the best one in the world, Eric Carlson. This guy, if he plays the same way that he has been playing the entire tournament, it can be such an easy win for the Swedish team. He has also, like Phil Kessel, eight points in these Olympic games. He has four goals and four assists. He's even and out there. You know, this guy is truly playing incredible during these Olympic games. And Team Sweden would not be the same if they did not have him out on the ice. And then, you know, the same goes for Daniel Alfredson and for Nicholas Cronwall, who stepped up as the captain with his, you know, longtime friend and teammate, you know, Falling after the first game, there's been a lot of people to fill in those holes for Team Sweden. Even Gustav Nyquist, you know, he's averaging, you know, 12 to 14 minutes of ice time a game. He's getting in there. He's getting gritty. And he's trying to prove himself worthy also for the 2018, you know, Winter Olympic Games because he wants to be able to be the main contributor when he's back at the Olympics. And, you know, maybe he can be back and defending his gold medal personally. I think that's what's going to happen. And I think the last key for Sweden is they have to stay strong on defense because if they do, the Canadians will not score a goal. And that is a promise. They will not score a goal if Canada if Canada is able to get possession of the puck and be able to cycle it around back up to their blue line and get shots in at Lundqvist, you know, get some guys screening him in front because those Canadians are big, they're strong, they're gritty. They like to make moves in front of that net. And Lundqvist, you know, he's a great goaltender, but everybody is blind when you can't see with people in front of you. And even the best goalie in the world, the King Henrik Lundqvist, he, you know, he's going to have a little bit of trouble if the Canadians can get that pressure in the offensive zone. Canada has a very strong defense, and that's going to move us over to the success of Canada. You know, they do have an honest shot at winning the gold. 
Me personally, I think they're going to lose. Like I've said multiple times, I really hope they don't win. That would really just give way, way too many bragging rights to way too many people that I know from Canada. And also, at the end of the day, I think if Sweden won, it would feel a little bit better for us Americans over here. And, of course, it would sit great with me, giving great confidence to those Red Wings. But, like I said, Canada, they, they get one or two goals and they play some good defense. Let me tell you, their defense is some of the strongest defense in this Olympic tournament. But they do have trouble scoring. And it's kind of funny, you know, you look to your offenders to get those goals and tr- be that clutch player, but Shea Weber, Drew Doughty, and of course goaltender Gary Price, they have been saving this Canadian team, and all three of them are main contributors of this. Price has no goals or maybe one, and the Swedes, you know, they'll go down. Weber and Doughty, you know, they have to stay as strong as they have, getting so many goals from the point. Drew Doughty is playing the best that I've seen him play ever. This LA King defenseman, he's strong in the NHL, but I've never seen him this strong, and he is hot right now going into this gold medal game. Price, he is the main reason they are still in the tournament with a goals against average. Like I said, strong defense, strong goaltending. They could win a gold medal. But I want to move it in to this last segment that we have going on here. Why Sweden is going to win the gold. I'm sick of talking about Canada. I can't do it anymore. They're not going to win the game in my eyes. And this is why. I have always thought Sweden was going to win since the beginning. That's first things first. They have depth and they have the best goaltender in the world. I was just talking about Carey Price and his .94 goals against average. And, you know, Henrik Lundqvist has a 1.20 goals against average. I would not exactly say that that gives Carey Price an advantage or, you know, even come close to calling him a better goaltender than Henrik Lundqvist. Truly, when it comes down to it, Henrik Lundqvist is way more clutch than Carey Price is. And, of course, the goal scoring for Sweden has been incredible. The Canadians can't get that puck in the net. The Swedes play a very swift and clean style of hockey. And they also, they overcame a lot of adversity, you know, not having having Henrik Zetterberg, they would be a 100% gold medal team if Z was in the lineup. And that's the scariest part. The Red Wings on this team have contributed greatly. Alfredson, Cronwall, Nyquist, they've all had tremendous tournaments. And of course, like I've been saying this entire time, the best goaltender in the world. Guys, you can't lie with Team Sweden, and that's why I'm taking them. I think that the score of the game is going to be 4-2 to with Sweden taking that win over Canada, and it's going to be a game of epic proportions. I think it's going to be rough. I think it's going to be tough, and the person, the people, the team, the organization, and ultimately the country that wins that gold medal tomorrow at 7 in the morning will truly have won it. I think it's going to be a great game, and I'm really excited, but what I'm also excited for is to get Anthony Serafino's take on all of this, and I'm about to bring him in the studio right after this. We'll talk about it. Thank you, guys. All right, guys, so we got Fino on the show here, and I'm asking Fino today, you know, what is going to happen in this gold medal game? We got Canada, we got Sweden, and I got Fino. So, Fino, you tell me what's happening in this gold medal game. Well, good to me. First of all, it's great to be back on uh, Octopi Hockey Town. I've always loved your podcast, so just wanted to give you a quick shout-out. But you mentioned this gold medal game, and there's really a lot of things 
I look forward look forward to rather in this game. You have the Canadians and you have the Swedes. Two high intensive matchups that we're looking for. Two teams that are ready to play in this game. But to be honest with you, I do like the Canadians in this game. And it's no disrespect to the Swedes. I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. I think the goaltending from Henrik Lundqvist is going to be the, the way he's been playing is phenomenal. So I'll just say that. But the way Canada and the only way that I could see Canada losing this game is getting outscored because the offense is what is struggling. But the Canadians can show you some, you know, some bright spurts and some just some points where they can score. But here, this is where I see the Swedes are vulnerable. I don't think the Swedes can score three, four goals against Carey Price. And that's what I think it comes down to. Low-scoring game, though, but I like the play of Sidney Crosby. I like the play of Ryan Getzlaff. I like Brent Seabrook and these guys. Just it's really what I like saying, and you said it, Goodman. Price is one of the main reasons why they're still in this tournament. .94 GAA, and Carey Price has been outstanding. And the way I saw him against that United States, shutting out the United States, I thought it was a great effort from Carey Price. And you know what? He's the reason why I like the Canadians. It's Carey Price's goaltending, and who would have thought? Carey Price and Lalongo barely playing anything. But I like Sidney Crosby. I like Ryan Getzlaff. And just all the offense they're bringing to the table, Jonathan Taves, I really like what they bring to the table. And going off Carey Price, I think it's Price who leads Canada to a gold. No disrespect for the Swedes. Four years ago, they were ecstatic with that bronze medal that they won. This year, they move up and grab a silver. Still very proud moment if you're Sweden. But I like the Canadians to go back-to-back gold medals on this one, Goodman. I think it's safe to say Canada will be returning back to the Maple Leaf country with many, many gold medals. And unfortunately... That's something the United States wish they could have had, but they don't. The Canadians and their dreams, just like the one the Swedes, but still a good season if you're the Swedes, brother. You know, Fino, I really, really do support your opinion, but honestly, I don't think you're right. I think Sweden's going to win. And guys, that was Anthony Serafino, and he is the host of the Pact. And that, like I said, airs Monday, 7 8 p.m., 88.9 FM, WDBM, East Lansing, out of the basement of Holden Hall. And it's a great show. You really should check us out. Me, Faith, Harry, Lou, and Fino all talking so many sports all the time, all day, everywhere. All right, guys, I would just like to thank you so much for tuning into this Octopi Hockey Town Special Olympic Edition. I am your host, Austin Goodman, and be sure to tune into our next edition of Octopi, where we will talk about what happened in this gold medal game, and also, we're bringing back the Red Wings. It's time for them to get back out on the ice in Canada against the Montreal Canadiens on February 26th. The Red Wings' plan of attack for the remainder of the season has been yet to be figured out, or has it? Zetterberg is out, Weiss and Franzen are back in. And like I said, they'll be in Canada the 26th and 27th, and we'll talk all of that and so much more on the next edition of Octopi Hockey Town. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, this is Austin Goodman coming to you from the basement of Holden Hall here in East Lansing, Michigan. Go green, go white.